everyone and welcome back to the ride podcast this episode is part of a six-part series with warwick schiller where he breaks down training ideas G'day everyone, I'm Warwick Schiller and welcome back to another Horse and Rider podcast. This podcast has a bit of an um, interesting title. The title, if you haven't read it already, is You Don't Take Self-Defense Classes While You're Getting Mugged. And, uh, you know, I have a, uh, a TV show that has aired here in the US on Farm and Ranch TV and in the UK and Europe on Horse and Country TV and it's called The Principles of Training. And one of the principles is... They need to know the answer before you ask the question. And they really like to quote Elsa Sinclair. She says, good leaders only ask yes questions. And, you know, I get a lot of questions that were along the lines of, I'm in the middle, you know, when, when what do you do when something terrible happens? You know, you're in the middle of a, some sort of a situation. And usually... When you're in the middle of some sort of situation, getting out of that situation relies on using the preparation that you have done for that situation. And so the, the more preparation you've done for the situation, the more options you have when you're in that. But if you're, if you're in that situation and you haven't done a lot of preparation for that situation, you're basically you're kind of stuck. And I recently interviewed him for my podcast, uh, a, a man who was a former UN hostage negotiator. And he said that sometimes when you go into, you get put in situations to where you've got, you don't get to choose the right answer. You get to choose the best answer available to you. And sometimes the options you have are bad and really bad. And then you just choose the bad instead of the really bad. And, you know, a question that I get a lot or a type of question I get a lot is, you know, what do you do when you're out on a trail ride and you're on a narrow trail and, you know, there's a hundred foot cliff on your left and there's a barbed wire fence on the right and there's a grizzly bear in front of you and there is a another grizzly bear behind you you know questions like that that don't really have good answers and, and it's it's i actually was at a, a horse expo in uh, i think it was equine affair in massachusetts a couple of years ago and i was watching mark uh, one of mark rashid's sessions and someone asked him basically that very question and he said just don't die and so you know if you don't if there's not a if you can't choose the 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 absolute correct answer you got to choose the best answer of those ones available for you and you know it's it's all about it's all about preparation the, the navy seals have a saying you don't rise to the occasion you fall to the level of your preparation and so what you've got to be able to do with horses is is do as much preparation as possible and you know even even for situations you can control, like say um, you know trailer loading is a, is a problem that people a lot of people have, and there's a lot of different issues with trailer loading. But if you can if you can do all the parts of the trailer loading before you get to the trailer loading, it makes it a whole lot easier. And and you might be thinking, well, 
how do I get my horse to, to load in the trailer or work on trailer loading without trailer loading? Well, think about the skills a horse needs to have to get in the trailer. He has to be comfortable going through a narrow gap. So a lot of times I will work on having a horse go between me and the fence, sending a horse between me and a fence. And I'll be standing maybe eight feet away from the fence. And when they get good going through eight feet, I'll get to where they can go through seven feet. And then when they get good through seven feet, I'll get to six and to five and to four and to three. And three feet from a fence, they're squeezing pretty close between you and the fence. And it's, you know, that can help prepare them for going into a trailer. Um, if you've got a trailer without a ramp, you might want to work on having them step up on a, you know, a pedestal or a platform or something or other. If you've got a straight load trailer without a ramp, you might want to work on them backing off of a step or a pedestal or something rather like that before you go anywhere near the trailer. If you've got a ramp for your trailer, you might work on them going over a sheet of plywood laying on the ground before you start working on the trailer. So it's all, it all comes down to your preparation. And things like, things like trailer loading are under your control. You choose when you want to load the horse on the trailer. And so you have a bit more leeway to prepare for that. But things that you know, like you're out trail riding and the grizzly bear shows up or whatever. Those sorts of things, you know, you, you you really are limited to what you can do. But it's it's really it's really about preparation. You know, like uh, a very common question I just had to answer one this morning on Facebook is: when you're out trail riding with somebody else and you have to leave the somebody else or the somebody else has to leave you and your horse gets wound up what do you do and that's one of those situations just don't die but for me i i you know every horse is horses are herd animals and every horse is going to have that issue unless you prepare them for that issue and so i have a series of exercises that i do in the arena at home early on in the training of every horse that really helps with that and so and there's 16 steps to this so there's a lot to it but what i will do is first i'll have my horse to where i don't do this until my horse is good in the arena on their own they're not attracted to the gate they're not attracted to horses over the fence um you know they can use the whole arena on their own they can walk they can trot they can canter on a loose rein they have control over themselves and then what I'll do is I will have someone come into the arena on an older uh, broke horse. And I'll be sitting on, you know, somewhere in the arena. And they'll have that other person come in and sit on their horse somewhere else in the arena. And my horse will quite, you know, the horse I'm on will quite, po I'm sitting on a loose rein. My horse will quite possibly be look at that other horse and go, oh, look, another horse, I want to go over there. And I will allow them to. And when they get to that other horse, I will just ask them to pick up a trot. If they're really attracted to that horse, they will tend to trot in circles around that horse, really close to him, possibly bumping into him, which is why it needs to be an old broke horse. And I'll just keep trotting around there until at some point in time they'll go, this is no fun, and they'll start to head away. I don't ask them to go away. They'll start to head away, and when they do, I'll let them stop and rest if they want to. This They might only be 10 or 15 feet away, but I'll let them stop. But if they... If I stop and let them rest, but then they go straight back to that horse, I'll do it again, and I'll do it again, and I'll do it again. 
And so step one is my horse can stand in the arena and the other horse can stand in the arena, not near each other, and my horse doesn't feel the need to go over there. That's step one. If you can't get that step one working, none of the other steps will work. Then what I do is I have my horse walk while the other horse stands still, and I ask my horse to walk. And if he walks straight over to that other horse, I pick up the trot again and trot around there until he, until he leaves there. And so step one is my horse can stand, the other horse can stand. Step two is my horse can walk while the other horse stands and is not attracted to it. It's like that horse is not in the arena. Once that's good, then I will pick up a trot. And if my horse trots over to the other, so initially it was trotting in circles around the other horse versus resting. Okay, that's, that's the two options the horse kind of has. But by the time you get to the trot, the two options are you can either trot or you can trot in tight circles around that other horse. And trotting in straight lines is much easier than trotting around the other horse. So step two, or step three, sorry, is I trot while they stand still. Then I go to the canter. I canter while they stand still. Okay, so there's the first four steps. Standing still while they're standing still. Walking while they're standing still. Trotting while they're standing still. Cantering while they're standing still. Then what I do is I stand still. So step five would be I, I ask them to walk. And I have them walk towards me, walk past me walk away from me and my horse is standing in a loose rein and if my horse decides to want to turn and follow them i tell them to stop and when my horse catches up to them then we're back to step one again and we do that until my horse can stand still their horse can walk around the arena past me beside me away from me all that sort of stuff and my horse feels doesn't feel the need to follow them okay then what i do is the next step is i walk while they walk and if my horse if i detect my horse trying to catch up to them i tell them to stop when we catch up to them do the same thing again then i walk while they trot sorry i trot while they walk <laughs> sorry then i canter while they walk and then so that's the next four steps that's and there were eight steps in then the next step is i stand still while they trot trot towards me, trot past me, trot away from me, then I walk while they trot, then I trot while they trot, then I canter while they trot. So there's 12 steps in. Then the next step is I stand while they canter, then I walk while they canter, then I trot while they canter, and I canter while they canter. And in those 16 steps, I am covering every possible scenario of having to leave another horse on the trail. I've covered every scenario. I've covered the walking. I've covered me walking, my horse walking, my horse trotting, my horse cantering while they walk, while they stand, while they walk, while they trot, while they canter. And I've covered all of those things. And I usually, once I start working on that exercise with a young horse, that's all I do for a few days. I repeat that. You know, I don't allow other, other people to ride in the arena with me who are not on board with what I'm doing because I am controlling the situation here. And the, the key to having the answers to situations that are out of your control, like say you're out trail riding and someone wants to gallop off into the distance, um, the key to being able to control situations that are out of your control is to teach that what to do in that situation completely under your control. So like I said, I, I really do that right at the beginning. 
not at the beginning like first rides or anything but after they can ride around and control themselves walk trot canter i can bend to a stop i can steer they're not attracted to any part of the arena then i start to introduce that and why do i introduce that because if you're going to ride a horse you are you are guaranteed to be in a situation to where your horse is going to have to leave other horses or other horses are going to have to leave your horse and this really takes care of that early on in a piece and it's really you know it's i think it's really good preparation for any horse for for uh you know any situation that might occur in their life because that you know you know that situation is not is going to occur so you you, you can't go well i didn't know that was going to happen you know the barbed wire fence and the bear and the hundred foot drop yeah maybe but you know that at some point in time in your horse riding career you're going to have to leave other horses or other horses are going to have to leave you whether it's you go into the you know you go into the show ring to compete and like if you're in raining or whatever in some sort of individual event there's that or if you're out in the trial ride or anything so it's yeah it's really all about preparation and, and like i said before the navy seals say you don't rise to the occasion you fall to the level of your preparation so you just have to be uh, a little creative in your preparation knowing the sorts of things that are normal in the life of every horse so i hope that uh, gives you a little bit of insight into maybe how you can go about preparing your horse for some situations that might pop up and um hopefully that uh, helps so we'll uh, catch you guys next time here on the horse and rider podcast thank you guys for tuning in to this special episode of the ride stay tuned as we release regular episodes of the ride podcast if you enjoyed this episode with warwick please email us at horseandrider at aimmedia.com to let us know <laughs>